there's certain people in your life that you talk to that you just get a buzz of energy from, or you can have that conversation go on for two or three hours, or they leave you because you can't have that conversation for two or three hours wanting more. They leave you wanting to communicate more, to say more, to talk about what you've, sh- what you've learned, to talk about who you shared with, uh, talk about what you've you know been able to share with others. There's just a lot going on there, and sometimes you're not able to talk to people. And then you think about the people that you talk to on a regular, and you realize that even though it feels sporadic, you are one of the most, you, you personally, you listening to this audio broadcast right now, personally are one of the people that I talk to the most in my life, believe it or not. And I want to update you with more than just what's going on in the world, but what's going on with a person, what's going on with the development of a life cycle, with the evolution of an idea, as well as the research that goes into um, aforementioned idea. So I guess this is going to be the introduction of this podcast. This particular episode is geared towards work, is geared towards effort, is geared towards learning, it's geared towards knowing what we don't know about a topic that I think is pretty paramount to all of us. This is one of those topics that crosses cultures because we're dealing with a very homogenized system um, of love. And I guess it's easier to learn about once we do kind of understand languages around love, habits around love, and what makes uh, a most successful loving endeavor and so first and foremost i think music is going to be one of the most important instruments one of the most important factors in that and sometimes i can't communicate the words that i actually want to say i can't i can't just put it together and then if i put it together i can't say it with enough tact to make it sound as good as some of the people that i've had the privilege of listening to this is one of those people talking over that because i don't want to cut this off yet you haven't even heard the, the beautiful hook and it's it's coming in right now are you swaying with me settle for it Settle. Hmm. What an interesting, settle is such an interesting word when it comes to love. When it comes to talking to someone and 
basically, what is she doing? Is she, is she, you know, putting on a, let's see. I guess she already has his love. She's already had his love, had a taste of his love. And is figuring out how to express. How she feels about his love. Yeah. Um. Ooh, not a lot has happened. It's been a very, very quiet, however long this has been. And hello, first and foremost, hello. Second, no, we started the show. Hello, hello. You're listening to an, an expression of my creativity. This is my attempt at giving something of myself that hopefully helps somebody else. I definitely think it helps me get these ideas out and have them live somewhere forever who knows if i have progeny or you know someone who's interested in the life that was lived at this particular time um on this particular day so it's going to be sunday when you hear this so I'll, i guess i'll pretend that this is sunday and this is sunday march 12th 2023 i have a really really good friend whose birthday is march 23rd and that just looks cool. I wrote it yesterday and I was like, damn, how lucky. I wonder what that does. That's got to be a significant um, point in one's life because that never happens again. How are you? I've noticed that I'm treating you like I treat a, almost like a pen pal. Uh, a friend that I talk to personally but also someone that i don't i don't talk to nearly enough and you were kind enough to kind of let me either vent or tell you about something that a creative endeavor that i've embarked on or some research that i've found really interesting and captivating and um my travels and things like that you are important to me and this is my attempt at forging a better relationship with you at getting better at talking to you and communicating with you and giving you the open door to communicate with me kind of let you know what's going on with me and what i'm interested in and do know that whatever i read hear, or see that is in response from you i'm going to or you know visible i'm going to see it i'm going to hear it, and i'm going to read it because i want this to be a two-way communication i want this to be a two-way act and it is really important for any loving relationship, I think, is to have regularity, consistency, I hear is a big thing. Um, and it is something that I know I struggle with when it comes to the things that my person may like in relationships. I've been reading this book called The Art of Loving by Eric Fromm. And Eric has all kinds of books about I wouldn't even call them personal development. I think it would just be personal interests, books about, you know, topics that you might find interesting about learning how to communicate with people, learning how to be in communion with people more often. That is what I'm definitely focused on. And this book is really interesting. I've taken a lot of notes. And this episode is going to be not about the whole book, but about part one. I'm still, you know, really working my way through part two. So you're going to get that. Um, in a week and I really am 
fascinated by this book. I've taken a lot of notes. I've read, I read it really, really slowly and it has helped shape my understanding of what it is to be, you know, in union with somebody, to be in communication with somebody. So stick around. Let's start this episode um, with act one. Before we jump into the art of loving, I thought I'd give you a little history of who the author is and where Eric Seligman from is from. Uh, Eric Seligman from was a prominent psychoanalyst, social psychologist, and humanist philosopher of German Jewish origin. This man went on to start, uh, what is it? To start um, psychoanalytic section of the medical school at places like the Medical Institute of Psychoanalysis in Mexico. Um, He was very much a... uh, very important figure when it came to a lot of psychological work. Uh, you can read his Wikipedia for himself, but some of the books that were really popular uh, was Marxist Concept of Man. Another book is called On Being Human. Uh, he also had a book called The Art of Listening, as well as uh, Art of Being that accompanied his The Art of Loving. The Dogma of Christ, uh, Man for Himself, I think is one of the most popular books. I really got recognition, but he has a whole slew of work that um, really solidified his authority in the topic of uh, psychoanalysis and human behavior, especially in with, with within groups. So that's the reason, amongst others, that I thought that this would be such a uh, an important book to read. And it's a book that I'm still reading. I look forward to getting through um, section two so I can offer that to you in a week. And it has been a lot of it's dense, but it's simple. It's not impossible for me to get through. It's not a lot of difficult reading. It's not uh, hard. They're not difficult concepts at all, but it's something that I really want to, I read line by line really intensely. And I've been taking a lot of notes over these last couple of uh, weeks that I've been getting into this book. So let me grab my notes. Let me gather my notes and, and start from there. As I uh, break down this book, I have been able to uh, see how how relevant the book is at this time. And I think this book was written in like the 50s, maybe. There have been a lot of really interesting concepts. Um, The second part is a a lot longer than the first, but I've been able to gather a lot of important notes from this first part. I'm going to start here. Uh, One of my favorite um, definitions, I guess of love or explanations of love is love requires knowledge and effort. Like any other topic we want to master. I love that it brought uh, love as if it were an art, Um, playing a piano, a guitar, playing horseshoes, um, any kind of uh, chess, you know, anything that requires human effort requires knowledge and effort. (laughs) If you want to get anything done, whether it's cooking, um, whether it's dancing or whether it's loving, you have to have a knowledge base and you have to apply that knowledge base with effort. Um, And that was really simple, but I was really profound because I think we live in a time where we're not necessarily taught to look for things that would help. And I think love is something that is super important to all of us uh, from a very young age, uh, men and women. This isn't something that is just uh, specific to 
one gender the other. And I think it's super, super important to um, discuss further. Uh, let's see. <laughs> this, 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 this part was super important to me because it's something that I have talked about, have that I've talked about in years past. I remember talking to somebody in Guatemala after I've landed, uh, after we sailed down there and he had his own boat. He was, you know, not necessarily struggling, but having a sailboat and managing a sailboat by yourself isn't an easy endeavor. And he thought that that would be easier than bringing on a first mate that could be a potential partner. He says the lows of loving were too low um, and the highs were pretty high, but he felt in his own personal life that the lows far exceeded the highs. And that made him uh, not want to engage in love in that in, in an earnest way. He didn't want to put an effort towards love. He wanted to be even keeled and he had uh, no problem trying to navigate through the world with an even keel. He preferred that to the extremes of, um, you know, life living, even though he sailed, uh, I think that when it came to matters of the heart or when it comes to the feelings, he was very much uh, avoidance of that, of those possibilities. So he decided to stay right in the middle by not engaging too much by staying a little uh, separated um, by staying a little bit reserved whenever he would date somebody, it would be casual. There would be no real investment. And there was a line in the book that said, we mustn't avoid difficult tasks just because they're difficult. And that, uh, that's, that's humbling for me. Um, I love that line. We mustn't avoid difficult tasks just because they're difficult. Um, he also mentioned that, uh, putting stock into being lovable there. We really lack the ability or we really lack the effort in being loving. And it brings me back to a Patrice O'Neill joke that he talks about how lovable um, people can be and how other people just aren't lovable. And it's really important for the community, the relationship dynamic for both parties to have aspects of lovability, I guess, for both parties to really take into account how important it is for them to be uh, lovable to the other person. But that does uh, provide proof or that does talk about the absence of being loving, of being the, the giver of love. I know in my own personal life, I haven't had many examples or haven't had many um, opportunities to learn how to be loving outside of the church. That was very, uh, those are very dogmatic ideas, but just kind of in the secular world, going through the world as a person versus a spirit, there isn't many opportunities to learn how to kind of give that love, how to be loving. Um, being lovable is in our culture, um, something that we've associated with being either successful as a man or attractive as a woman. Um, these are kind of our commodities when it comes to being lovable. And we don't take into account the ability to be loving. I don't think that that has any um, value in our current day and age for whatever reason. There's a whole, there's plenty of books. I'm talking about how um, lovable one sex is over the other or lovable, how, how lovable actions are and things like that. But we don't take into account the actual 
a practice of being loving despite uh despite whatever um possibilities or access or behaviors that your partner has and i think that's really interesting as well being giving regardless of how the other person is receiving is super important and i think it's talk talking about that loving um action that loving way of being is definitely not something that has been popularized in my life um power is considered being lovable if a man has amassed a certain um, level of wealth influence or power um, that creates a person that is more lovable than other people and if a woman has remarkable beauty um, that is considered a very lovable trait Um, but neither of those really add to the ability to be loving just because somebody has uh, a lot of power does that make them easier to love does that make them a loving person not it's not it's not something that i agree with i don't think so um does that even make them lovable that makes them desirable that makes them popular as you can see in a lot of the red pill movement and in manosphere there's a lot of discussion about how to attract the most attention from the opposite sex and how to leverage those options into a lifestyle that you prefer but it doesn't get to the heart of why we are looking to be with other people in the first place a lot of it is to avoid that loneliness feeling, you know, a lot of it is to avoid um, the separation that we feel as people. You know, so many of us become hermits, so many of us, even the extroverts, we don't necessarily know how to uh, connect with people in a way that serves them. Uh, a lot of it is self-serving and um, a lot of times you are agreeable or lovable in order to be popular, but um, to be truly loving to give regardless of the other people again is something that i think eric from really values more than um, the lovability of self uh something that i've always said something i've said a long time in my life is um i'm in love with love right love is easy um it's working on the life with somebody else that is the hard part and eric mentions this in the book as well um the right the right object to love is how he describes the the difficulty of finding the is finding the the vessel you want to put your love into and <laughs> that's one thing i struggled with as well cuz love is so important love is so easy love is so simple to understand and a concept to grow with but really applying it and taking the other person and and applying the love um lessons to them has been something that i think i struggle with tremendously (laughs) i don't know about you but this is something that isn't um isn't in my wheelhouse and so it is a very very humbling experience to to notice love is an art in order to be successful in that art it must be of ultimate concern you think about Kobe Bryant in basketball. He was doggedly, uh, he was doggedly um, avid. I guess doggedly avid is that is that he was he was very very committed to improving not only his skill but his leadership when it came to basketball. He it it became his life and it was his whole life until his untimely death. 
And even after playing, after retiring, he was still very much involved with basketball. And Eric Fromm uh, posits that it is equally as important to think about love in the same way, to be absolutely obsessed about it, to make it of ultimate concern in your life, especially if you want to get good at it. If you want to be, I don't know, contribute, if you want to contribute to the uh, knowledge base of love that humans have, it is super important to be just absolutely obsessed about it. Uh, I really found that to be um, shocking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it doesn't feel like a topic that has all of that, um, that has that much weight. I don't think that it's possible for, for that to be an obsession and for you to constantly look up and be obsessed with the body of work. But there is a substantial amount of information from Gabor Mate to Eric Fromm, to Esther Perel. There's so many people who are, are making their livelihood, making a lot of their uh, successes, making their mark on society by talking about love and the way that we've been able to navigate it in an ineffective way. Uh, I think that that art is sorely missed. We fall in love. We don't, Eric Fromm calls it stand in love, but I just think we don't research it enough. We don't have enough interest in being good at it to actually figure out how to make it how to make it work for our own lives i thought it was insanely insanely important to really put it at the center people want to get married um, people want to buy a house people want to get uh, raises at jobs there's so many there's so many things that we put effort towards so many things that we make of ultimate concern having children there's a lot of these things that make us um ultimate uh, like focused on something that we want to do and love isn't one of those isn't one of those topics and there's no reason for it to there's no reason for it not to be there's no reason for us not to be able to um, research it and figure out how to do it better than those that came before us especially with the information that those that came before us offered um yeah there's a there's a there's a there is a process that needs to be considered when it comes to improving your relationship with love. Uh, this also has me thinking about how love works in our lives and whether there's space for that. We talk a lot about, or I speak a lot about, how people need a roof over their head and food in their stomach before you start talking to them about morality or about how to treat their fellow human. And that could be the very same about love. Is love something that is only for those that have the time to think about? So many people are just working to make ends meet. So many people have such limited bandwidth with whatever life that they've been given, whether it's children, whether it's poverty, um, whether it's being beholden to those that are around them to the point where they don't have time for themselves. I think it's really important to consider is love a luxury, you know, is, is thinking about love is studying love is making strides to improve your relationship with love. Is that a privilege? Is that something that is only um, important or applicable to those that have free time? It's a question that is neither. I don't think it's a question that, that can be answered in one way or the other substantially i think those of us that say um that love could be a privilege that love is a luxury 
have a lot of substantive, substantiating evidence that says, yo, especially if somebody isn't drinking water, how can you expect them to be interested in the topic of love? And those that say, you know, um, no, uh, love isn't a luxury. Love is a necessity. Love is a basic human emotion that needs to be cultivated. Are they're not wrong either? Um, those that aren't that, that that don't have water, those that don't have uh, a clean place to live, are able to circumvent those issues in their lives by loving, and seeing how you know community, seeing how love provides for them um it just feels like we are taught in the western world especially in the in the western digital age we're taught to put more effort into being successful or being powerful or being educated or being beautiful than we are in being um loving and that differentiation between loving and lovable was my greatest takeaway from part one of The Art of Loving by Eric Fromm. It was humbling to know that I'm putting so much effort into my marketing strategy, into being and showing people who I am and um, why I deserve love versus being a source of love for other people and seeing how that um, creates community around me, seeing how other people gravitate towards me because of the love that I have to give giving is such a difficult thing personally especially love because of the way that you know I was raised there Esther Perel talks about um, two types of uh, two types of um, two types of people that were being that have been raised the first has been raised to value loyalty to be a part of a community, part of a family, to know that no matter how tough times get, no matter how adventurous they are, they'll always have people to fall back on. Um, they might not necessarily have people that are going to support them or people that are going to um, throw money at them or, or, or material needs, but they'll always have the emotional support. They'll always have support if they've fallen on hard times or something like that. They've always... They will always have a community that will back them up and that they need to be loyal to that community, that that community is before all, you know, that their personal desires to, I don't know, travel or to maybe become an entrepreneur might not be a part of the benefit of the group and the benefit of the group is going to be the most important thing. So maybe that job that they hate, they stay at that job because they know that it helps the group. Um, living in a certain space, they don't ever consider moving across the world or across even across the country um, because they know that they are beholden to, to this group. And there's a second group of people that were raised um, to independently. That group, those group of people um, were raised to think that nobody really has their back, that if they don't get it for themselves, that they won't ever get it. Um, that taking risks is a little bit more risky for them because if they were to fall flat and fail, it is very much more, it is very much more difficult for them to find supporting characters in their lives. This is where friends really come into the, into play. Um, and people that really value friendship over the community that they may have been raised in. 
um, because that community didn't really have their support um, as a priority. And that second group of people, I think I fall into because just, again, of the way we were raised. So really being able to understand that love is giving was a really, really difficult concept for me to get over. Giving something that you've tried so hard to cultivate for yourself, you know, self-love isn't something that is naturally born in a lot of us. And some of us don't have the tools. And some of us even have people in our lives that work against our self-love interest. And so really being able to um, gather enough for yourself to survive, to thrive, um, isn't easy. And then you have to just kind of give that love away and be selfless with your love, right? And say, hey, you know what? I'm going to sacrifice my love or sacrifice my time in order to show this person that I am loving them. It's a tough pill to swallow to some to someone that doesn't really have a community to fall back on, to be refilled or replenish their cup. The cup of love is really, really difficult for that person to, to say that. Yeah, that love is something that you just give away and hopefully you get it back. But you can only receive it by giving it. That's a tough pill to swallow. So like that person I was talking about in Guatemala, it's easier to just stay even keeled. But I disagree. I think learning love is super important. I think it's something that uh, does have an intangible profit. It may not fit in our capitalistic dynamic at this moment, but that doesn't mean it's useless. Um, That doesn't mean that it shouldn't be um, actively worked towards. And it definitely doesn't mean that we need to disregard it in favor of being lovable. The act of loving, the desire to love, and the desire to learn how to love are all going to be extremely important in our day and age more so than ever because everything seems to be on the table the renegotiation of the social contract um the different ways that are popularized the different ways that we can love each other the different ways of monogamous relationship polyamorous relationships situationships there's so much that can be uh, discussed there doesn't seem to be a traditional way of loving anymore but communication and knowledge as well as effort, will all be extremely important in this iteration of the social contract. That's it for the first part of Eric Fromm's book. Next week, I'm going to dive deeper, and I think it's a much more, what would you call it? It's a much fuller part of the book, and there are a lot of topics. I touched on one of them, which was giving, and, yo. I can't wait to get into that with you. Uh, Until then, this has been um, me talking to you about a topic that I hope that you are curious about, uh, about information that can be applied to your life immediately because love, culture, and identity are all three supported by our understanding, our interest, and our learning of love. Thank you for listening to Small Chops, and I'll see you in a week.